The Crossroads of Divorce Community is a community of people who are or have experienced the pain of divorce. The journey that each person travels is a unique journey. While many of the feelings and emotions are shared, each person's journey is important. In today's episode, we sit down and visit with a Fresh Start Divorce Recovery alumni to hear their story of pain and growth. I'm Priscilla. And I'm Joey. And from Circle O Productions, this is Crossroads of Divorce. Today, we get to visit with our friend Aaron again. And after a 17-year marriage, um, a child that was born with severe, severe medical needs and a divorce all at the same time, Aaron has navigated quite a life the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. So Aaron, thank you for telling your story and the continuation of it today. Yeah, I'm excited. So where we left off... In, in the first episode, you had kind of come up to this place of um, dealing with both of these issues and mm-hmm. the, um, the perseverance, the resilience that it took to navigate. And you talked about being joyful in it and being <laughs> hopeful, mm-hmm. um, which is very amazing. Uh, but continue your story, if you will. So, so here you are, and you've realized I've got to do something for my kids here. Mm-hmm. You know, this is not a healthy situation. And and so, how did you, how did you kind of move forward? Um, so I, you know, immediately filed for divorce, and then that got the mm-hmm. ball going, and it was a roller coaster as far as dealing with their lawyer and multiple lawyers on their side, um, the court system, all while trying to just have normalcy yeah. <laughs> and work yeah. right, and have a child in the hospital and right. all of that. And a little bit of time of that was, you know, I had no financial support. Mm. So that was a stressor Stressful. as well. Yeah. Sure. Um, which thankfully that has picked up and that's not as much of a stressor, but um you know, just trying to remain as normal as possible mm-hmm. for the kids, but also know that this massive chaos is going on behind the scenes. Right. Yeah. And um, trying to manage that without kind of losing my mind. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, function day to day, but also the, yeah. it's very unhealthy, the amount of just, it's kind of like that fight or flight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you feel like you're in fight mode for a lot of it, and that's exhausting. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that sustained right. stress mm-hmm. is a very difficult thing to deal with. So so you described yourself in the first episode as type A mm-hmm. and did mention the word control. Uh, so, <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> I'm not saying that. I'm, saying, I'm, I'm citing you're what you said. Me. Yes, I'm quoting <laughs> you. But um, so how does that work when you're going through what you're going through and really... you really can't control what's no. going on on the yeah. other side then. Yeah, right. this is a fish out of water. Yeah, mm-hmm. 100%. And, you know, at the beginning, I was, I had a lot of questions about, like, timeline and how long mm-hmm. will this take and all of that. Yeah. And there is no timeline. Yeah. Just like with Elizabeth at Le Bonheur, uh, early on, we'd be like, well, how long do you think we'll be in the NICU? 
Well, we have no idea. We don't know. Yeah. Um, what do you mean? Right, right. So I think <laughs> yeah. being able to release that control and know mm-hmm. that there are – so there's me trying to manage everything. Then there's the lawyers. And then the lawyers have people also trying to do stuff behind the scenes. And it's just like a trickle effect. You're just mm-hmm. waiting on other people. Right. And so what seems like should be a pretty easy process, essentially, you know, it's not. It's so complicated. Yeah. And there's so many layers and there's so mm-hmm. many people involved. Mm-hmm. And then the court system, which right. just you have to does wait. not move fast at right. all. Right. Yeah. You have to wait on court mm-hmm. dates and, you know, motions to be heard and yeah. all of that. Yeah. Um, so and how cooperative the other side is. Exactly. And, and also, I think, expectations that people are going to behave differently than you think they will. Right. Yeah. Especially after knowing somebody for 20 plus years, you kind of think, oh, this is how it's going to, they're going to react. Right. And And usually they don't. Yeah. (laughs) And it being that being a huge hurdle that you have to battle Mm -hmm. as well. So. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of hurt Mm -hmm. because you're already hurting from the breakup of a relationship, but the way maybe, you know, you're future exes family mm-hmm. reacts to you maybe mm-hmm. even friends right. but mm-hmm. there's there's always a lot of hurt that surrounds it yeah but, and disappointment i think too yeah mm-hmm. disappointment mm-hmm. right right yeah. and so you're but you're work I'm, I'm assuming you're kind of working on this because you talked about kind of in a sense kind of surrendering right because you like you couldn't control the mm-hmm. Laboner stays no. how many days are you going to yeah. be there mm-hmm. no and i think you know, you look forward in life and you're like, well, how's this going to work out? How's this going to work out? But we don't know how anything's going to work out. Mm. Right. So just kind of trust that the Lord has tomorrow taken care of. Right. Which it's really hard for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah. You want to plan tomorrow. Yes. <laughs> I want to plan five years. Down right. The right. <laughs> but uh, we can't. Yeah. And so this has really taught me that. And just to kind of go with the flow a little bit more and. Yeah. Kind of helps you to enjoy life down. a little bit more, too. Yeah. When you're not Definitely. stressed about how's it going to go and mm-hmm. how's this going to look. And, <clears throat> and I think all a, the pieces. Yeah. In place. And a big part of that, too, I think for me is not worrying when, like in the marriage, when things might go downhill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like we might be at doing great, but then there'd be something that would happen that would just like go straight downhill. Like yeah. that stress of you're that. Probably always. With the chaos in the marriage, you were probably always a little bit tiptoeing around. Right, just waiting. Like, oh, well, if I respond this way, what if that triggers this to right. happen just again? waiting for that next. Mm-hmm. And so with that last one, you know, I was like, well, I'm done with this. We don't have to wait around for Yeah, we good. don't have to tiptoe around. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, that was the last time. Yeah. yeah. So um, I think that has been nice as well yeah and accepting like i can't control everything but also like i can have boundaries and i can step away from things that i know right aren't healthy yeah Mm -hmm. yeah well that that so what's interesting again things you mentioned in the first episode with joy and hope which seemed counterintuitive to what you were going through the same here in the growth that's happening. Right. But it's so interesting how such a stressful, anxiety-producing mm-hmm. situation, um, and that's divorce, but that's also your daughter, mm-hmm. the medical situation mm-hmm. y'all were facing, still facing. Right. Um, but the fact that um, that you're able to, to 
to grow in that and not have to just be stressed out because you don't have all the answers. Right, Mm -hmm. right. And I told somebody recently, I feel like, not that this is my job, but I want to grow through this and I want to be able to help other people. You know, I think that there's huge value in being able to have people be able to come to you and say, look, this is going on in my life. I don't know what to do. And I've actually had a few people do that since. Yeah. And I feel like if we face these trials and we don't use them to like y'all help others. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, I mean, I think that's part of our job as Christians mm-hmm. is to, like, walk that road with other people. Mm, yeah. Right. Um, and medically, yeah. too, with mm-hmm. Elizabeth. I think that's huge that, you know, I understand what that's like. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have a unique understanding of of a mother mm-hmm. with a child that's experiencing these things right. and uh, it makes you uniquely equipped. Um, so that's that's – I think it's wonderful that you – you kind of see that and wanting to, we felt the same way. Right. I've always felt like, man, divorce was the most painful thing I've ever been through. Right. And I'm just not going to waste that. One, mm-hmm. I'm going to grow from it mm-hmm. and I'm going to continue growing. But two, like you just said, I want to like help other people. Right. Because divorce is the one thing that like your child, you at least had doctors that were guiding you to, well, okay, y'all need to go to Le Bonner, or you need to do mm-hmm. that, or you need to do that. But with divorce, it's kind of like, what do you do? Right. You know, mm-hmm. and unless you know a friend, and heck, that friend may give you good advice or bad advice. Right, right, you never know. Right. You never right. know. And but everybody's situation is so different. Right. right. So, right. yeah. Yes. But I think just, yeah, being able to talk about it. Right. And a lot of people aren't comfortable with that, and I get that. You know, I think it's, but I think if, I'm okay with it, and I'm comfortable with it. And I've never once through this process been ashamed of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's situations where it's like, oh, you know, kind of sad and you're alone yeah. and stuff like that. But right. I'm not ashamed of the fact that I'm divorced. Right. Mm-hmm. Because in that, I think there's a lot of I did what was right for the kids. Right. And healthy boundaries. Yeah. And there's a lot of Yeah, you good did what positives. you did to take care of yourself. Right. That mm-hmm. came from that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And unfortunately, it's just part of the story. Right. But right. I'd yeah. probably do it again if I had to, to get where I am. Sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. So. Well, the growth is, um, I know in my life, I wouldn't I always say I wouldn't want to repeat mm-hmm. my journey, but I wouldn't trade it. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Because. I and mean, just who you be- who you are becoming on the other side mm-hmm. of it, you know, yeah. like you said, you kind of lost yourself in it, trying to hold the marriage together and, you know, make things work. Right. That you kind of lost who you are, you know, mm-hmm. and on the other side, you kind of get to emerge. Oh, this is really who I am. Right. And, you know, kind of a new beginning. Exactly. You, you know. mentioned earlier um, the, the term codependency mm-hmm. and. If you don't mind, talk a little bit about like um, where you felt like your codependent behaviors were, mm-hmm. it, but then how you've like what have you done in growth? Like, right. how do you recognize those or stay away from doing that? Yeah. You know, now or right. whatever. So I think it was definitely, you know, if. Not so much based on like what me or the kids did, 
But just if I support or I encourage or I um, talk to him blue in the face, mm-hmm. you know, or I'm the one reaching out to professionals for help, all mm-hmm. of that, rather than. You're initiating a lot. Right. Yeah. Rather than the other person who wanting and doing what they need to do to get better. Yeah. I think that was where <clears throat> a lot of the codependency was. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think now just realizing what codependency is and mm-hmm. also just knowing for future relationships, like recognizing those red signs. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. okay, you know, that's not healthy. Right. We're not going down that road again. Right. People make their own decisions. They do their own things. I can control myself. Right. Um, I think it's big. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think also being the type of person I am where I like a lot of things controlled and I'm type A, <laughs> that's hard for and me. And you take initiative. Right. Mm-hmm. And yes, I am. That That's hard for me to like just step back and be like, okay, you do you. And mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that is that is hard to do, you know, but and also being somebody who you like naturally want to take care of people and stuff like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but well, there's unhealthy parts to that. Sure, sure. And and I, I always have said that to my kids, that every quality you have, you know, it has a really positive side. But you know what? It also will have a negative side mm-hmm. if you don't guard it Mm -hmm. so so caring about people Mm -hmm. is real healthy but it can get carried away where you're calling rehab places and you're calling you're doing everything i'm doing yes Mm -hmm. i'm doing the front of the work right right right. it makes me think of the triangle you talked about Uh yeah Uh yes cartman's Uh yes yes um but yes there are definitely disadvantages to like all those positive you know characteristics and and you have to keep them in check and knowing for and you knowing and realizing that this is a part of you that's like the unhealthy part of you, I mean that carries into how you navigate things for your kids. Right. You know, like you know, I'm sure a lot of parents mm-hmm. they do everything for their kids, mm-hmm. and then their kids get to college and they're like, I don't even know how to make the bed. I don't even know how to do the laundry. Right. You know, because mm-hmm. they did. You know, everything's been done for mm-hmm. them, and they're kind of helpless. Yeah. You know, but. But you probably now are kind of letting go where more where you can tell your older one, yeah, you're gonna have to figure that out. Right, you right. Know, you got to go talk to the teacher. Exactly. And you got to figure out your missed assignments mm-hmm. instead of me digging through mm-hmm. everything yep. for you. Yeah. Yeah. So you mentioned <laughs> the word boundaries several times, and um, it seems like that's played a big part in, and and I mean. When I when I say boundaries, I kind of think of other people, but you've talked a lot about boundaries with yourself, mm-hmm. you know, and not doing things that right. because you're you're an initiator, you're a doer, mm-hmm. um, and so how do how have you how did you discover boundaries? <laughs> was that something you worked on before, or was that really kind mm-hmm. of you know I got to start yeah. getting some boundaries figured out? I think it happened after. Yeah, honestly. Um, and realizing how important they are mm-hmm. to set for myself and then for other, like, yes, other people as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of did that pretty early on with um, some family members of his that it was just not healthy communication. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, And I think having those boundaries at the time, you feel like everybody can spin it where it's, 
Oh yeah, you're mean. Yeah, you did this, <laughs> and you, you know. Uh-huh. But ultimately, that keeps your mind free from going down these mm-hmm. rabbit holes with people, and I think, you know, anger meeting anger is never healthy. Right. And yeah, you get nothing accomplished. No. Uh-huh. And just having that set up is vital, mm-hmm. and being able to focus and kind of recover from it all. Mm-hmm. Right. Right, which that's a boundary right there because I'm assuming that you were probably coming from a place where you ignored yourself mm-hmm. because yeah. you're 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 Spending trying to so keep much a time family with everybody right. else. Right. Yeah. yeah, you're trying Take to keep a family together, and you've got a daughter with dire mm-hmm. medical yeah. issues. Yeah. Um, but you do, and, and and a lot of I think a lot of people feel like that's selfish. And and listen, I do. I've got a couple of friends where, mm-hmm. <laughs> in my opinion, they are a little self-centered. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, oh. there's certainly <laughs> limits, but you've got to have focus on yourself because, uh-huh. in essence, um, the healthier you are, right? the healthier your kids are going to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I am learning to be better about that. I think it's really hard, especially being a mom and the guilt of the mm-hmm. whole situation. Mm-hmm. But I can't fix it for them. Yeah. And I'm I'm doing everything on my end to make sure they're healthy. Yeah. And safe. Yeah, and you're doing everything you can right now and for their future. Right. You can't move back to the past. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's no sense in, like, dwelling on that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, just being able to recognize, like, it's not selfish sometimes to mm-hmm. have a night with friends and yeah. not have to think about the kids, you know? Right. Yeah. Um. So I think it is, it's hard. I think society kind of puts that pressure on us too, to like be everything and do everything and not ask for help. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And I do struggle with that, mm-hmm. but I'm learning to be better. Yeah. And accept it. Yeah. That's great. So if, if someone's listening to this and is in maybe a similar situation where um, all three of us have, have you know, we have some similarities in our journey. Um, and so there's someone out there that maybe is listening and they have a spouse that is, um, you know, uh, I mean, whether it's substances, whether it's depression, mm-hmm. but they're really struggling. And, um, and so, you know, as a spouse, you're probably trying to really meet those needs and be there for them mm-hmm. and everything else. And that's positive. But what what kind of guidance, What if someone, like you said, right. I want to take my experience and help others, mm-hmm. what kind of guidance would you give someone if you were sitting here having coffee with them now? Yeah. They're describing a situation maybe similar mm-hmm. to yours. Mm-hmm. Um, I It's interesting because a friend of mine approached me um, a couple weeks ago and I gave her the advice I'd want somebody to give me. Mm-hmm. And I told her, I was like, you, time just tells us our answer sometimes. Right. And if behaviors and patterns are not changing over long extended periods of time, mm-hmm. and you've dealt with this for a long time, it's right. most likely not, not going, going to, to change. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And at that point, you have to look at, what is healthier? Like you were saying, just do you want the kids to stay and see this? Mm-hmm. Or is it healthier? The mm-hmm. parents aren't together. Mm-hmm. 
and they're in just healthier environments. And I think sometimes people also think not so much about their kids, you know, but they also think, you know, I mean, I made a promise for better or worse, but I do also then think, I mean, God doesn't want us in unhealthy situations. Exactly. Yes. Like every day has worse things that happen. Mm -hmm. You know, everything is not just perfect all the time. And those are normal things. But like you said, if there's a pattern of I'm not changing and it's just kind of all talk, I mean, I just feel like God doesn't want us to put up with abuse. Right, right. (laughs) And at some point you have to make that choice. And um, it's a hard choice, but – and it's a hard road. Mm -hmm. And I think I expected it to be easier. I don't know why. I think I expect people to behave differently. Right. And that's always disappointing Mm -hmm. when you have higher expectations for people and then they – don't don't behave that yeah. way, <laughs> or meet how, them, or even try to meet them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, you can like you can do it. Mm-hmm. I think finances is a huge reason. Also, people people stay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's huge. Yeah. And while it's not like money grows on trees or falls from the sky, I do think we have to have faith that if we have this like resolve that mm-hmm. this is what the Lord wants us to do, mm-hmm. that he will take care of us. Right. Right. Well, I appreciate you bringing up that word patterns because I I use that very term, very word with people because I do think it's hard when you're in a marriage and you're trying to honor your vows and you're trying to be the best spouse you can be, um, but you have a spouse that's really struggling with some things, oftentimes very destructive Mm -hmm. behavior, and it's really affecting you. It's affecting if you have children. Um, And I really think that the patterns is such a big part of a long, sustained view, which is hard. You know, it's not like a month or even a Mm -hmm. year, but, Mm -hmm. you know, a long, sustained view will give you some patterns. And I had a counselor tell me, it's kind of a simple statement, but I've carried it with me, and I think it's just profound. And that is, you know, uh, listen to the words, but watch, watch the, the actions. actions. Trust mm-hmm. the actions. I was yeah. thinking that when you were talking. Yeah. Yeah. Actions show yeah. that, a lot speak more than louder words. than words. hundred <laughs> percent. That was like mind-blowing <clears throat> to me because mm-hmm. uh, as, as ele- that's a pretty elementary thought. But yet, I mean, I think – when you're when you're a spouse and you're really trying to do the best in your marriage, you can lose sight of that. Right, right. And and yet that goes along with the patterns. If you'll just trust the behavior, mm-hmm. listen to the words, but trust the behavior. That's where you're going to really, um, in essence, kind of be led mm-hmm. to kind of decisions you need to make exactly. or directions you need to right. go and mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. I think that's good advice, especially for somebody who. Um, you know, if they say they're going to do blah, 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 they do it. So then their normal expectation is that if you said exactly. you were going to do this, right. that you were going to do it because right. that's what I would do. So I think that's a, a good um, quote mm-hmm. for um, people that probably struggle with yeah. Words the are shock easy to say. Of, <laughs> why aren't they doing it? They said they would, yeah. you know. Yeah. Right. I think that's big. You know, um, I don't know if you have anything else you want to add. 
I okay, because I like to uh, at the at the end, and I've forgotten a couple of times. So a couple of people have gotten off the hook. <laughs> we'll have to um, call them back. Great. Yeah, yeah. No, I like to just uh, uh, totally. We we talk. Just anybody listening, we we generally talk a little bit with the person that's going to be on the podcast. Just to, here's how it's going to go, and just so they know, because it's just a conversation. There's mm-hmm. no script. There's nothing. But um, I don't tell them that at the end I want to I want to put you on the spot and okay. just spontaneously ask you um, what is a word of hope that you would share with people? And it could be one more than one word. Yeah, and it can always <laughs> be more than one word. I yeah. just use that. But but you know, just there, it's amazing the people that are listening. I, the, the end of the year, your the podcast carrier sends you these statistics and. I forgot how many, 29 countries wow. uh, people are listening to this podcast. So it's really all around the world, predominantly the U.S., mm-hmm. but all around the world. And there are people in, in various places, various relational places. And and so I think it's always good. I just like to end things kind of on a hopeful right. note. So I don't. you don't have to have anything profound, and it can be more than one word. Yeah. But what would be a hopeful thought you would share i think it has been consistent through this and elizabeth's journey the joy mm-hmm. mm. and just knowing that like we said happiness is so fleeting but that joy is deep-rooted mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's always there mm-hmm. wow. so i think that for me would be work to find the joy right yeah right yes yeah mm-hmm. yeah which coming from you is saying a lot. Right. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you don't have that, it's it could be very hopeless. Sure. Right. Yeah. I mean, I can I can't imagine people going through things like this who aren't believers. Mm-hmm. Yep. And who don't have Just Christ. Just faith faith yes. base to right. fall yeah. back on. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because ultimately we have people who support us and that, but I mean, he carries us. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Right. And he provides mm-hmm. us those people and mm-hmm. the resources we need. And Right. So I think just yeah. the strength mm-hmm. to get through it yeah. all. Yeah. So I think joy for me would be the word. Well, that's a powerful word. <laughs> and again, it's a little counterintuitive yep. given everything that you've been through. But, um, but man, how powerful. And congratulations to you well, just you. on your resiliency, your teachability. Um, we're excited for the journey that you have ahead. Yeah, I'm excited. And, and I'm excited to hear that you want to use the woundedness that you have mm-hmm. to um, help others. To help others. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and so, you know, because you've got a couple of areas that are really unique mm-hmm. uh, in a lot of ways. And so um, I just think it's great that you have that vision for uh, really helping other people and not just kind of keeping this to yourself. Right. And I just want to move on with life. And, yeah, yeah. Um, and so I think that's really great. Thank you mm-hmm. for sharing your story. It's a great story. Thank it's you all. unfolding. Yes. And um, there's a lot of good things ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot to be excited about. So for sure. Yeah. Thank you. Thank uh-huh. you all. Yeah. Subscribe and follow our podcast on your favorite podcast platform. And follow us on Instagram at Crossroads of Divorce.